Hello, namaste, and welcome to Awaken Your Light Radio Show. My name is Karen Cressman. I am a multiversal shaman, spiritual interpreter, and self-empowerment coach. And as always, I am here to walk the walk with you and bring forth wisdom from other realms to help us grow and ascend. Most importantly, I believe we are to remember who we are. The more that I learn and the more that I remember past lives and I remember my abilities and what my light is capable of. And it is my purpose to remind all of us, to wake us all up. That is why my title of my company was started to be Awakening. And that's what the star represents. And I find it fascinating. I came up with that title in 2003. And how many other people have created the same type of verbiage, awakening um, to something new. So with that in mind, I want to get started because this show is going to be a little bit over an hour with what we recorded. And um, so let me give you details of what's coming up. <laughs> I was received the wisdom of what the next two shows are about. October 14th, I will be talking to Archangel Raphael. And <clears throat> tis the season of the fall. You can hear that I'm still dealing with the cold. It started with a reaction to mold. And... Um, So many people get bronchitis and pneumonia and in the fall or spring. How many people have spring allergies and react to the pollens? And I'm convinced somewhere there is a cellular memory of this. And I have been asking, how do you heal this? I know the root cause of the mold allergy. I've seen that lifetime, and I feel that I've healed that lifetime and what happened, it was very traumatic. Uh, And, of course, once the pattern steps in, you keep attracting it. So how do we heal these patterns that have been in our cellular memory for centuries and lifetime after lifetime? I believe it's time that we can heal it. We are getting the energetic support from the universe from where we are in the vibratory patterns of our galaxy? How do we do it? I've been searching for that answer. So we're going to have Archangel Raphael talk with us and let us know more about that. And that's the 14th. On the fourth Sunday, the 28th, the wise ones want to do a show. Tis the season of tricks and treats. So that is going to be the show on the 28th. I'm sure it'll be a rock roll and ball of fun and laughter as they always bring forth. And then I want to remind everyone that I just did a newsletter on the 30th of September. Very interesting. And it's the wisdom that came through from the expo that I did last Sunday Emotional triggers. What are emotional trigger patterns? And 
how do we heal them? And doesn't this go hand in hand? I mean, that's a perfect prelude, prelude, prelude to how do we heal those physical patterns? Because those physical patterns have an emotional base to them. Right, so we're going to look at that. I think it's going to be around the emotional base of all of this. But remember, everything has an emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental piece to it. So we're going to have to look at how to unravel all of those layers to heal our energetic field. So I have a feeling this is the beginning of the conversation, maybe not the end of the conversation, unfortunately. So, let me see if I can tone for us today. My voice hasn't cooperated too well. It didn't last weekend anyway. So, let's say, what are we toning for today? Hello. Hey,
All right. Cameron and I are taking off. For some reason, I was told to start the recording before we arrive at our destination. So I'm on the other side, and we are going between. And there's like a void of all energy, all time, space in between. It's just a, a void. Okay, we're out of it. It's almost like I thought an airplane would stop its engines and you'd just be floating or just standing still, and then you heard the engines go again. That's kind of what it's like. Um, best way I know to describe it. Where are we going? Um, mm, are we going to a planet right now? Yes. All right. I can feel the density of what we're moving through, like an, an air volume density. And if you saw me, I'm kind of shaking, like boom, 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 boom. It's, I, I'm feeling the energetics of all of this um, in the movement. Oh, here we go. We just came out. Hmm. German. This is in Earth. This is where the Amshar used to live, isn't it? Yes. Here comes the shuttle. All right. Namaste, Galilee. Namaste, Kari. <clears throat> and Villain's here. <coughs> and someone else is here. Another um, woman. Hello, namaste. Oh, it's so good to see you. Getting a hug from Kari. Hello, namaste, Willem. And hello, namaste. We're excited to meet you. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm excited to be here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, namaste, everyone. I'm sending my, sharing my love and support and appreciation to all of you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Hello, Galilee. Um, hello, is, she looks like she's from the Amshar group, is that right, Curry? Yes, she is. This is another one of the priestesses that I work with. Okay, wonderful. And what is her name? Sari. Sari. And how do you spell that? It's S-R-E-E. Sorry. Very nice. Thank you for being here and working with us today. We greatly appreciate it. We're excited to show you something, Karen. So we're all getting back in the shuttle. That was Curry talking. <clears throat> and we're going. <sighs> we're going backwards, actually. <laughs> it's just it's just reversed itself. We backed up and then flipped around and headed the other way. 
it's sort of mm, I, I almost just like they're that, dual. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, very interesting. Pretty neat. And we're going to go through the rock, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Karen, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Galilee just told me to close my eyes. <laughs> I love that. It's funny. Mm. He knows me so well. Mm. It's just, I mean, yeah. I'm still in a human body. It's this whole thing of going through the rock like it's not even touching us. It's crazy. And yet, I don't feel, I don't feel like bump, the bumpiness that I felt when we arrived here, like getting through earth to get here. I don't have that bumpiness. It's just smooth sailing. Um, <coughs> and wait a second. Did we just go off the planet? Yes, we did. We just went out into space. Wow. Okay. Did we go through a portal or something? Um, actually, yes. We did, Mark. Good catch. Yeah, we did I go could, through a portal. It, yeah, it was like a black hole kind of thing. Yeah. I was busy keeping my eyes closed. <laughs> I, 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 I could see. I could sense it. I'm glad you could. Because now um, we're out and we're... I didn't, this shuttle is... I mean, this shuttle doesn't seem like it's strong enough to do that. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Where are we headed? Jupiter. Huh. Cool. Going back to Jupiter. Well, wait. Oh, it was Uranus that had the. Um, it was Uranus that had the. Uh, the, the Nazis. Yeah. The Nazis. The experiments and things. Correct, Karen. Yeah. I mean, Jupiter's where um, they were doing the experiments with the insectoid human. And we also met the other, I uh, can't remember her name, that that supported creation. creation. Um, right. No, um, she was by the Nazis. That was where the Nazis were. She no, no, uh, no. This they were human. They were. Um, no, I think it was Jupiter. It wasn't Uranus when we went with that. Um, Galilee, do you remember the one that I'm thinking of? I do. I do. Jupiter uh, is the one, no, it's Uranus that has the huge, um, the, what, Supergate. Right. Supergate well, on the other side. Yeah. I remember that they were doing Uranus. experiments with, uh, with the butterflies to mm -hmm. see how the, the caterpillars transform into butterflies and how they could better understand that for the insectoid races and perhaps others. Right. To better understand that process. Remember, Galilee? Yes, Mark, yes. Um, we're, we're at the rings of Jupiter, and they've stopped. 
We want you to observe this, Karen. Okay. What am I looking for? Well, th these rings are supposed to have some of Tiak, Maldek's um, remains in them. Is that accurate? It is. And then there's gases and stuff in this, correct? So what is it that I'm looking for? It's so dense. It's like a dense, foggy thickness, almost like you could slice it, um, is what I'm seeing in these rings. And I can see, like, there's actually, like, sparkly things, um, almost a reflection off of glass or metal that I am seeing. Just wait a minute, keep observing. We've stopped. We're stead we're we're standing still, so to speak. Um, outside of Jupiter by these rings. Can you actually drive through these rings? No. We would avoid that because of the substances that are in it. Substances. Oh, my God, wait a minute. That look like bones. That, that look like remains of beings. Correct. And these are from Tia, Maldek, when the when the planet exploded and became the asteroid belt. Correct. Huh. Um. <clears throat> what was that? That looked like some kind of an animal. Yeah. But it looked like it was alive. Yes. Are they doing experiments on on this? Yes. Oh my God. They're so are they doing the DNA extrapolation from those of Maldek to do a type of a cloning or of some sort? That's been done long ago. Mark, these, that being that I just saw that. that animal, whatever it was, it looked alive. It, they are regenerating energetic forms. Okay, so by regenerating, you mean that they are giving them life force back so that they become alive again? Yes. Why in these rings? It wasn't originally in these rings. This is a being that was released to see how it would do in space. And it got trapped in these rings. Are these the scientists that we saw before doing these kind of experiments? Yes, Karen. 
And to what end? What possible good can come from this? In a way, it's a way to regenerate and create new species that they want to find out how they survive in different arenas. So one of these was to create beings that could exist in planetary systems that have no gravity or or they'll create ones that they can see how they do in gravity or they want to see how they do in zero gravity and whether or not they can survive in different energetic plasma fields. They put this being in this one to see how it would exist in this kind of a plasma field. It doesn't seem like it's existing. It looks alive, but like it can't even function. That would be accurate, Karen. So the poor thing is just frozen. It's stuck. It's literally like stuck in muck, breathing, existing, but can't move or function. Oh, man. It's it's, it's like it's barely experiencing life essence itself, and it's, it's very sad. So um, this is reminding me of a while back, there was a universal, uh, when we were at one of the universal meetings, and of course you were with us, and they said no more experimentation. What other clarity can you give has come from the universal galactic level, or you know, you know what I'm saying, that to bring us forward with what's going on in the present? Good point, Mark. What's happening is no more experimentation on Earth. They didn't really define the galaxy. They defined Earth. So it's a little bit of a loophole of whether or not it can be done in these secret bases. That is why we're very thankful that we found out about this. And if they hadn't done this to this being, we wouldn't have spotted it. Thank you for catching it, spotting it. Now what can be done about it? Galilee is saying, remember when we asked before that you send loving thoughts and ask for all intention of creation to be in the highest and greatest form. And when we took you to meet the aspect of the creator, and she reminded that no judgment should be submitted to creation, and that when there is a large enough intentionality to create only for the good, that it will turn the tide, so to speak, and have it shift to something different. 
they're getting together and they are putting their hands together and they are they, they're taking my hands and putting mine with them. Wow. It's a very strong telepathic force that's happening right at the moment. They're all getting together and they're seeing this being lift out of this field to freedom and the ability to fly and move and free itself. And they're literally moving the field around this being. They're moving the field of energy and they're creating it to a less dense density, less density. And huh, it just got free. This is what we have been doing to rescue them. Well, now what will happen? It's just floating away. They, um, it's just floating away. Oh! Mm -hmm. It just disappeared. Well, how did it? Well, how did that happen? What's just? It's almost like it. You know, when you see a, a spaceship and it, it goes into warp speed and disappears. It's sort of like what it did. Exactly, Karen. They're creating these beings because once they figure out how to work with the field, and support them, these beings can go into other dimensions. They can be programmed to go into other worlds and other dimensions. And they can use them as sort of a weapon, a programmable weapon. Where did this one just go? We have them. What we did was we gave it the logistics to one of the Andromeda Council ships. So it is going to a ship and they are working with them to understand, first of all, the engineering of them and then redesigning them and restructuring them, hopefully, to become species that can thrive on a particular world. So they will not have to be destroyed. But at least we can create them into something that is a loving frequency. But now couldn't they find them again if they ever came across them and reprogram them? The how. That is the challenge. We are looking at how we can give them a consciousness that will allow them to fight back. 
in the same way you just saw what we did. We used our telepathic consciousness to create a different field for the being to free itself. We assisted it. We didn't do it for it. We assisted it. We sent it the imagery and the telepathy to know that it was free and it could go on. That's the clarity. (coughs) If you could do it with this one, could you do it for all the species that are being manipulated and worked on in those labs that we saw? There's too many to do it that way. We can do it one-on-one. But we're also looking at how we could create a field. Unfortunately, where we took you before, there were so many different kinds of species. You couldn't just pinpoint one out to work with one type of species. It's a conglomerate of a mixture of different experiments. And we don't know, a lot of them we don't know will live in a different environment. That's the other problem. These we knew could. We suspected it at least. Are there any others or have you freed them all already? We freed them. We kept this one for you to see. Mm-hmm. Mark, I got this feeling you have a question. Yes. Um, we have, as you know, we have, were shown how the omnipresent um, consciousness is taught to children. Uh, we were shown that. How can we best utilize that knowledge of omnipresent consciousness with the true collective creator consciousness to get things more proactively done and accomplished when you focus on a specific uh, intention um, to find resolution to whatever it is you want your focus to, to be. Mark, you lost me on that question, so I think you've lost the listeners. Could you right. reframe it in a in a, a kindergarten way? <laughs> okay. Well, I remember um, one of the shows we done. Um, I think it might have been in another universe where they were teaching the children there on the ship, but on their present consciousness. Mm-hmm. Where we... it was, it was on one of the Aquarian ships. Yes. And um, is that also taught here in this universe to the galactic children uh, of the Andromeda Council, Universal Council, and so forth, or only certain races that are able to work with that? Can you define omnipresent? Um, what, what did you say? Omnipresent um, consciousness, where we yeah. are connected through the creator consciousness, which is within our life force essence, where we, our life force essence comes from and connect to all that is. So like in our own 
quantum field with connected to the all, collective consciousness. Okay. I want you to do that for the listeners. Thanks. All right, Galilee. <clears throat> yes, Mark, it's being tough. Um, in higher dimensionalities than Earth, it's not something that Karen specifically had you do that because there's, that verbiage isn't even used on planet Earth. It's, you understand it from a far different level than most people would. But basically, yes, it's about how you're connected in the field to other things. And you've talked before about the web. There is a, a positive web and a negative web. We've, we've had this conversation. And in that, you're all connected to a creator energy field. You could call it a web field that connects everyone. And yes, you're connected the same as, let's break it down to what people can really understand. You have an individual consciousness. You have a community consciousness. You have a country's consciousness, you have a world consciousness, a mass consciousness. So you're right. It's individually you connect to the whole, well, let's go to individually you can connect to the galaxy's consciousness, and then you can connect to the universe's consciousness, and then you could connect to multiple universes' consciousness. Omniversal would be everything. All is one. All right? How do you teach that to someone who doesn't even understand really what a mass consciousness is? It's, it's something that usually higher dimensionalities work with. Now, yes, there are many worlds throughout the Andromedean galaxy and other galaxies that do understand that. Children are taught that on a basic level. Yes. Why were you connecting this? I'd like you, for the listener's sake, connect that question to what we're discussing now. Okay. Within the universal collective consciousness creation and if they let's just say there is a specific life force resident frequency of a specific race for example that resonates on a specific creative frequency which is a combination of specific creation frequencies with their life force essence if, if they have one unless they're mechanical and through that collective consciousness with universal creation, locate them within a particular region, within a particular part of a galaxy, entire galaxy, or beyond that, so that they can then be located and found, and, and then whatever it is the focus and the intention is, to transport them or what have you, or keep track of them until you're ready to do the next step. 
So, Mark, am I understanding this correctly? What you're saying is that they could locate that resonance force frequency of their existence, and these ones that are being freed, and if they found them via that frequency, they could manipulate them again and turn them back into weapons. Is that what you're saying? Or we could turn them into the light with a love frequency like we've been talking about. Either way. Right. Now, the Draco, couldn't we also locate them so that we would know where they are located? Well, there you go back to free will and free choice. You can't do anything against them. And... Yes, we've had this conversation before. There are certain frequencies that we can find and connect with. Those super hybrid soldiers had a technology that prevented us from doing that. We have been working with those that we got from inner earth, that we have been... um, We've been... We haven't been experimenting, but we've been learning about them. We have been able to get DNA samples, and we've been doing testing with them to find out just how they were coded and created and how their skin works and how these walls were put up that prevent us from reading their life force. Unless they have a firewall if you want to go to a computer term, they have a firewall that we can't get through, the coding. So we are working with that. And vice versa, the the Dracos can do the same thing. So they're the ones that created this technology, so they've got the ability. So, yeah, there's there's a lot to learn, and... There's the other problem. How are you saying? There's the other problem with creation. Do we stop creation when look at these super hybrid soldiers? The technologies that are coming out from this are massive, extensive. And and then we go into the problem where if we stop creation and we determine what is good or bad, how do we evolve? There's fine lines everywhere you look at this conversation. There are very fine lines. And then if we give free will, there are du- there's duality energies. So with free will, that allows duality energies to pop up and you get negative versus positive. <clears throat> So then I have a question, Curry. If we're evolving into fifth dimension and we need everything in the universe to grow and expand, is there duality in in your world and in your earth? It seems that it's a collaborative cooperative. Aha. Yes. Our people have become that. But you've been to the Inner Earth Council. And there's other groups that are not in alignment with our truth. So you're always going to have opposing sides. 
even as we evolve in consciousness, we'll keep having those opposing sides. sides. Um, is there, so basically then there's never a complete ascension point, if I'm understanding correctly. In all ascension, at every point, there will be duality as long as there is biological form. It is when you get out of the biological form that you develop into something different. Now, we say that, but you have, you have beings even on your planet. The dolphins, for instance, are cooperative. You don't have dolphins killing dolphins. That doesn't happen. So within the species, and, and Mark, it goes back to your consciousness patterns. When you have a collective consciousness and they're all working as one, like your dolphins do, everything flows. Everything works together and they work to support each other. That's what's missing in human consciousness. We are finding that our worlds are more and more working together and you're seeing the Andromeda Council and how we come together. Are there opposing forces, Kathleen? Yes, there are, even within the Council. And that's part of the growth. The more the more we grow and the more that we come conscious in one direction. In a way, that's what's valuable about supporting worlds like Earth is we're coming together for a common cause. You've seen this on your planet. And when you come together for a common cause, you tend to work in a more collaborative way. You work to support each other not break down each other. That's the distinction. Your world is just waking up to this. Just waking up to this. And it needs to have peace on the planet. And countries working together. That's why you're going through such transition right now is the collaborative, co-creative, the whole global reset is all about working together as a collaborative on a common goal. That's what you're moving towards. And we as species continually grow and evolve. Harry is saying, the Anshar has have learned that within our ranks. But when we go and meet with the other groups, that is where there tends to be conflict and differences of interest and opinion. So, yes, we're all evolving. And, yes, you can get to a place where you're working collaboratively together. Right. Because, like... Um we, as like we, as you know, we have the Andromeda Council, and then don't, is there one specific for the Milky Way galaxy? 
or are they sort of like part of the Andromeda Conference? Because I know there's collaborative work, obviously. Uh, the Galactic Federation. They're part of the Galactic Federation. And yes, there's, there's groups and councils within each area. Um, mm. But the, the, the Federation and the Andromeda Council, we are part of that. You've got the Inner Earth Council. So you've got these councils within councils that are happening. And we're right. starting like, to branch out. Right. Like I remember when we all were at that Universal Council meetings. Yes. Now, another thing, which I know I've mentioned it before, but morphogenic field, and then today I was listening to Disclosure with David Wilcox, Corey Good, and Emery Smith. And Emery Smith had brought up the morphogenic field. So, um, obviously, there was a reason why I was listening to that particular video prior to the show. Is there any clarity you would like to give us to better understand that? Because it's related to what we were already uh, talking about. The morphogenic field? Yes. Is that what you mean? Yes. Because like, Emory Smith had mentioned that to the one I was just listening to before the show, which I'm sure there was a reason for that. Yes. The morphogenic field is a structure in which the, the different... Your plasma field works with your consciousness field and your resonance field. And it's how they merge and morph. So it's a, it's a morphogenic because it morphs in and out. And it flows in and out. <clears throat> and it's influenced by so many factors that you can tell somebody's growth and how strong they are by their morphogenic field because it is a strong force. And that's not really the word we want Karen to pick. It's a strong field. So it's no different than well, use it this way that people can understand. If somebody's very confident, you see it, you feel it in their the the energy field that they walk up to you with. You can you can almost tell people with with a large field of energy. If you were to walk up to a Nelson Mandela, you would feel his morphogenic field. Because it would be, there would be such a, a wise sense to it. It would be an expanded consciousness and viewpoint. You would feel someone's ability to send love and embrace what's around them. Like somebody who's an open, wise, a Gandhi, was the same way. You feel this huge presence around them, and you feel like you you just become embraced by it. Mm. Very, right, very like an or, right, like an oral photography, you can tell difference by the colors that are seen. So that is that sort of like seeing 
an aspect of the morphogenic field when they do aura photography and the colors that you see? Yes. Well said. Yes. It's that whole, it's everything that, that creates the field around you. And as you were describing earlier, there's multiple different energetic electrical forces that co-create it, co-create your morphogenic field. Mm. So it's like we have our own individual morphogenic field as you were talking about or when you're using aura photography and then there's the collective morphogenic field of, say, a planet. Um, like you have all the humans that are connected to a collective consciousness. So there's a morphogenic field aspect to that. All the cats on the planet, all the dogs on the planet, for example, all the dolphins on the planet, all the insects on the planet have their own collective consciousness where they're connected to all others of like race species on the planet with each other, and then they are also connected to the entire global planetary collective. Correct. And that collective, what you're talking about, is only one aspect of the morphogenic field. Right. Yes. Just we have an individual, and then we have the collective, planetary. And then that is then connected to a planetary system, to the galaxy, and so on and so forth. It's connected, and yet it's individual. But it changes and morphs constantly as you move in and out of thought, because thought affects the morphogenic field. In other words, if you were to take someone, we'll go, we'll go back to Nelson Mandela, and his field was huge. But at the instant that, let's say, um, a loved one died, it could totally deflate the morphogenic field because the emotional pattern around it, the electrical force displayed by the emotions would shift the morphogenic field. So it's constantly morphing in and out. And the stronger you stay in your emotions, the the stronger the field is. Right. And that's and, a good point. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, well, ask your well, question. Yeah, because it's like I, there's a, a friend of mine that I've known for a while, I'm sure you can connect with who he is, who has created, uh, who has some great mental illness challenges to work through, and it's like they create their own negative thought form, which then other entities or what have you are attracted to that, which then can negatively influence them and in a negative way. So how would you help someone like that so bring them back in alignment with love and, and clarity? So you know who I'm talking about. You can connect with them. It doesn't matter. It's what matters is the question and how we're going to answer it. Um, 
they're getting me back in the shuttle. Well, actually, I'm in the shuttle. We're moving. We're moving. The reason that this question, uh, they're taking me back. Okay. Um, the reason that this question is important to bring up at this time and the reason that we have allowed this direction of the conversation to go is we want to go back to this being that was stuck. This being was in a space of... Wait, I'm trying to get... Um, Gallery, are you telling me that it was programmed to believe it had no choice? Correct. So it was programmed to think that it it was a victim and it couldn't release itself. Yes, exactly. Okay. And this stems right into the perfect flow of this conversation. So... What's happening with Earth humanity right now is you are being, you have all been programmed to believe that you can't create something different. The same as this being was programmed. We know that that's not the truth. The only reason Karen could connect into that is because our belief system was strong enough to pull her into the same belief system. Our morphogenic field of knowing and wisdom was able to shift Karen's thought process and that being to know, to work with us and free itself because we gave it. It's almost like we, we expanded the box. We took it out of that paradigm and showed it a different paradigm of how it could free itself. That's what needs to happen on the planet right now. That's what all of you are are desiring, wanting. That's why it's so important to meditate. And it's a matter of when you do that, you literally change your field. You're literally expanding and contract the morphogenic field so you can open up the consciousness to create it to be different. But if you're contracted, you've talked about, you've heard the whole idea of being expanded in thought or contracted in thought. The whole victim mentality is contracted thought exactly what this animal was experiencing, that it was just barely existing. So many on earth are barely existing. You're stuck in this muck, and you're just going through the motions of living, not realizing you can expand your thought process and expand your consciousness outside of that field of that mass consciousness, create a different morphogenic field for yourself. And then you expand it out to others, which is exactly what Nelson Mandela did for a nation. Exactly what Gandhi did for a 
country. That's how. You've got to get your minds expanded beyond. Beyond the mundane, the victim wheel of robotic movement. You're all capable of doing what we did and seeing and envisioning something different. You've gotten caught up. The the meditation groups were doing great. They're expanding. And people got caught up on the wheel again. It's time to get yourselves back out there and expand. Expand the knowingness. Because when you do that, you're going to be able to expand your field, your consciousness first. And then when you expand your consciousness and you get excited and you get into a higher vibration, you expand your resonance pattern and you bring it to a higher vibration of love, peace, cooperation, And when you do that, you connect into the web of expanded consciousness and collaboration. And you connect to that field. And that's what morphs your field, your collective field, and expands consciousness. And the morphogenic field is so many ways. There are dimensionalities to this conversation and this whole idea. You expand into other realms of thinking, other dimensions. You leave 3D. Totally leave 3D. And that's the clarity. We wanted to show you first what's going on so that you can continue to send love to creation forces and that all beings are created to thrive in love and light. Thrive in collective collaboration and peace and harmony throughout the multiverses. But then also realize what you can do for your own consciousness. That's what's extremely important right now. It's a, it's a huge issue on your planet. And you're at, you've kind of plateaued. And it's time to keep going. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm back at Drummond. So, Mark, do you have one more question? Yeah, one term which many uh, lightworkers on the path is self-mastery. So from your perspective, where, where should the focus be? And I was related to what you've been talking about with true self-mastery and growth and to reach one's highest potential. It's exactly what we just suggested. If you look at 
your leaders, like a Nelson Mandela, a Gandhi. Those are the ones in the recent history. Your Martin Luther King. They held on to a belief in peace and love and cooperation. They held on to those visions. And that is what will continue to expand you. If you if you stand in a knowingness, you know things are changing, Mark. You know what's possible in the multiverses. You know from an energetic form. Karen, you know with absolute certainty that collaboration and cooperation and all countries working together and all beings being able to have food on the table and clothing and housing, all of that has to happen to shift into fifth dimension. You know that in every cell of your being. Mark, you know in every cell of your being how energy works. When you know things to that level, when you know it with certainty, that's how you maintain a strong field of all dynamics of the energy. That's your morphogenic field that stays very strong, very secure, and vibrates into other fields and other consciousness forms. And you're right, a negative form will pull down the field. A, a loving form of energy and thought and intention expands you. So are you going to expand or are you going to contract? This is another description of how that energy works. And that's what we want to leave you with today. It's very important that you move in this direction again because things have gotten a little, they've hit a plateau. And in order to continue in this process, it's time for you all to start working and focusing on that again. Focus on everything coming from and working from love. Collaboration, cooperation. To send love to everything. If something isn't flowing in a cooperative way, send it love. That's what you can do. It's a very simple process. But what keeps happening is you get going in the everyday survival and you don't take a moment to breathe and do that for yourself, your field, and everything around you. Stop, breathe, and flow again. It's crucial. It's Mm -hmm. crucial right now. With that, we take our leave. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
As always, Karen and I are sending all our love and light and appreciation to all of you and looking forward to co-creating more with all of you and everyone else. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste. And Sari, it was so nice to meet you. Uh, we look forward to working with you again and learning more. I look forward to working with you as well. I've learned a lot today. This is my opportunity to learn more about surface humans. We've been working with you. We've been holding the field. And everything they've said to you today about what you can do for yourselves and each other, please know that that's what our groups are doing for you. We're doing for you what we did for that being that you just saw. Please know that. Thank you. That truly was a very simplistic way to show us what, how much you're serving us and cooperating and collaborating with humanity to extend ourselves right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Namaste to all. Bell Dowling, namaste. Namaste. Love and blessings to all. Thank you. I am going to, I'm on Drummond and I'm going to head back. Okay, everyone, that uh, was the conversation, and it's interesting. I was so caught up on the being and what they did for the being, I forgot about the value of the morphogenic field and how we can go to a new level for ourselves and for all that is in standing in the strength. And I believe that Mandela and Gandhi and Mother Teresa and Martin Luther King were all such powerful examples of holding that field. I mean, you can go to a JFK as well. They held the field for that collaborative cooperation and did create an expansion of consciousness. And wow. What if we all jumped on board and we all learned how to create that expanded consciousness for ourselves and the world? We have been working on all the steps and the pieces. We've been guided to it for years and years now. We've been told all of the different steps and what we can do. And yes, we all had to clear and cleanse our field and get um, peace within our own fields before we can do that expansive work. I believe that that's what Mandela did in jail. He, he released all the traumas and all of the upsets and all of the triggers so that he could step forward as this amazing morphogenic field of love, co-creation, and collaboration of all beings. Yet Gandhi did so much meditating. He uh, was able to create that same field. And think about it. They did it when the energy of the universe wasn't supporting them like it is supporting us now. 
and whether or not he had the support of the Inner Earth Council and the, and the Drama Council, I doubt that they had the same support that we have now. So the powerful message to take forth today is knowing, my goodness gracious, knowing how many are holding the field for us. They're holding the vision. They're holding the door open. They're creating that morphogenic consciousness pattern that we can step into. And it does truly feel like it's time to take this to a new level. We've hit a plateau. It's time to grow again. And that is the opportunity. And we have been given the methodology and the steps and structure in which to do this within. So I invite you all as part of this Awakenings family to step forward with me in this pattern and process and expansion of ourselves and humanity and all that is. With that said, I am going to tone for expansion. I started beforehand, I do believe we were at Jupiter. 
and that the rings there hold some of the fragments of TX destruction, Maldek's destruction, and as well as the other planets and their rings. So interesting. Jupiter is where we saw the beings that were ant beings, and they were working with the soil to develop a frequency that could be delivered to Earth to protect the ants from the pesticides and that. And that's where the butterflies were. They were learning about metamorphosis. They were fascinated by that. It's where they were working with the bats to help determine a frequency that could be delivered to the planet to save the bat populations. All of our, they were working with bees. They're working with the pollinators to attempt to save them from the harmful pesticide frequencies that are being brought forth on the planet. So that was Jupiter. Now Uranus, Uranus, however you want to say it, is where the Nazi scientists were and the aspect of creator, prime creator, the, the beautiful, amazing being that was in this room. It was just a light energy. Um, so for clarity's sake, I wanted to bring that information forth because I really questioned it after I had recorded this. But listening to it again, I got clear about which was which and where was we saw what. <laughs> Who's on first? So there we go, guys. So we'll see you back on the 14th. Thank you for being willing to expand your morphogenic fields so that we can expand all consciousness aspects of all creation. Have a wonderful day. Namaste. Goodbye for now.